Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to be listening to a uh, small repertoire based around two performers, and these were done from about 1940 till 1944 or so, maybe not even quite that late. And these were all issued under the name of Art Hodes, the Chicago pianist. We've uh, played him on some podcasts of Barrel House Piano and probably going to have another uh, one coming up of some of his other recordings in the 40s and beyond as well. He was born actually in the Ukraine in 1904, I believe it was, but he moved to Chicago with his family when he was only a few months old, so he grew up in Chicago. He was very early on attracted to the music of some of the Barrel House piano players, people like Jimmy Yancey and... Uh, Frank Melrose and uh, people like that, certainly Jelly Roll Morton as well, and he became quite adept at the style of blues piano playing that uh, was for the most part the province of African-American piano players. Uh, he also was attracted to the jazz of the 1920s, Bix Beiderbecke and Jelly Roll Morton, King Oliver, Louis Armstrong, and in some ways, I said this on another podcast, he could be considered one of the first traditional jazz musicians, even though he's uh, very much of the, of the first generation of, uh, or I should say the second generation of jazz musicians. So he led quite a few dates, uh, solo piano, but also band dates in the 1940s for the Signature, uh, Blue Note, and Decca labels, as well as some live recordings and some other private things as well. He recorded with Sidney Bechet and uh, many other performers. But we're going to be listening to a little subset of his recordings that were done with a clarinet player who was a close associate of his named Rod Kless, George Roderick Kless. He was born in uh, Iowa in 1907, and uh, he came up. Uh, through the ranks of jazz musicians as well, playing clarinet and saxophone. He was a good friend of Frank Teschmacher, the uh, classic Chicago jazz clarinetist of the 1920s. Uh, and he befriended uh, Teschmacher and vice versa, and they even appeared on a couple of recording dates together. Um, and much of Kless's later playing really reflected some of Teschmacher's sensibilities. He was a very rough-hewn clarinet player, played in a very strident, um, angular style. Pee Wee Russell had a little bit of that, although not quite as strident, I don't think. Teshamarka was killed in an auto accident in 1932, so he never fulfilled his promise, uh, whatever that might have been, although he did make quite a few recordings in the 20s. Uh, Rod Kless, however, lived into the 1940s. He actually died on the way home from a gig in 1944. He was playing at the Pied Piper with Max Kaminsky, and he made some recordings with him. We're going to be doing a podcast on some of Rod Kless's other recordings at another point and hear some of those, but he was on his way home from a gig. He uh, liked to tipple, as they used to say, and probably got disoriented and ended up falling over a balcony and uh, dying in a most distressing fashion with that. But he was a very recorded musician in the late 1930s and 40s. He was on The Great Sixteen, those classic Muggsy Spaniel recordings for RCA Victor that really set the style of later uh, Dixieland musicians, if you prefer to use a different title. We could say traditional jazz musicians, but they consider themselves Dixieland musicians. So the first uh, recording date that we're going to hear was an interesting one for Decca, and this was done in uh, 1942, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day of 1942, and it was done by Art Hodes and his orchestra. And this is a mixed band, black and white musicians, and even in the 1940s, that was not terribly common. Uh, we still had segregation, of course, and you did have jazz musicians who mixed occasionally on the bandstand and maybe a little bit more frequently in the recording studio, but Art Hodes was uh, noted for... Uh, 
being colorblind, as they used to say, and hiring musicians regardless of whether they were black or white, as long as they could play and play in the style of music that he preferred. And uh, these musicians certainly did. We're going to hear Sidney DeParis on trumpet. He was from... Uh, long-standing uh, jazz uh, playing from back to the 1920s, played with Charlie Johnson's band, then with um, Benny Carter's band, Don Redmond's. He was a very good big band musician, but it was an excellent combo musician as well. And by the mid-1940s, he was pretty much exclusively a Dixieland musician, playing with his brother, Wilbur de Paris. And they had a band later on in the 50s and 60s that we've done a show on called uh, the Wilbur de Paris New New Orleans Jazz Band. A very declamatory trumpet player, and he fits very well into this ensemble. Brad Gowans is on valve trombone. He was from Boston. He was a multi-instrumentalist, played clarinet, trumpet, um, all sorts of things. Uh, was very devoted to the music of Bix Beiderbecke and the original Dixieland Jazz Band. He was the chief arranger as well as the trombone player with the Bud Freeman Summa Cum Laude Band in the late 1930s, and he was doing some session work all through the 40s. So we'll hear him, as well as Rod Kless on clarinet and Art Hodes on piano. Eddie Condon is on guitar on this particular recording, Earl Murphy on bass, and the great New Orleans drummer Zooty Singleton. Kind of an unusual group on paper, but it works quite well. We're going to hear all four tunes that they recorded on that day. We're going to hear Back Home Again in Indiana, followed by the Georgia Cakewalk, which is a different title for the tune that we know of as Georgia Camp Meeting, Carrie Mills' tune from the early 1900s. Then the Liberty in Drag, which is a blues uh, theme that Hodes uh, recycled uh, under several different titles, but uh, we'll hear it, uh, this I think is the original version, or uh, possibly the original version. We might hear another one later on. And then we're going to hear the Harold Arlen tune, Get Happy, at a very stately tempo. Usually you hear that quite fast here. It was at a nice dance tempo. Then we're going to hear a tune by the Art Hodes Trio from May of 1944, the Signature Label. The uh, Signature Label is interesting. That was founded by Bob Thiel, who later went on to uh, have a recording label called Flying Dutchman. He married Teresa Brewer, uh, and he was responsible for some very fine jazz recordings in the 40s and all the way up into the early 1980s, or late 1970s at any rate. We did a couple of his uh, albums uh, on a previous podcast that featured Bobby Hackett from the 1970s. But these were some of his first recordings with this uh, label, Signature, which he founded, uh, I think, uh, while he was still in the service in World War II. He made quite a few recordings with different players. We've heard some over the past year or so of our podcasts, and uh, all worth hearing. This Art Hodes trio featured Art Hodes on piano, Rod Kless on clarinet, and Jimmy Butts on bass. Jimmy Butts was better known for playing in some more bebop-oriented settings a little bit later, uh, but this was early for him. This was in May of 1940. So this was, uh, I think this actually was the first signature recording uh, done. And there were four tunes done on that date. We're going to hear four or five times to round out our set. And then we're going to hear the other three at different points as well. So that's our first set. Uh, the Art Hodes and his orchestra sides from May, or excuse me, March of 1942 for DECA, Indiana, Georgia Cakewalk, a.k.a. at a Georgia camp meeting, Liberty in Drag and Get Happy, followed by the Art Hodes Trio for Signature Records in May of 1940 and four or five times. Thank you. 
was the Art Hodes Trio with Rod Kleiss on clarinet and Jimmy Butts on bass. First recording date for Signature in May of 1940, and we heard four or five times. We're going to be picking up the next set with another tune from that date. So we started out with that interesting Decca session, very kind of blended band, I guess. Uh, Sydney to Paris on trumpet and Zudi Signalton on drums, both very well-known black jazz musicians from the 1920s and 30s and still playing quite a lot on on 52nd Street in New York with various combos and recording quite extensively in the 40s and into the 50s as well. Uh, Then we had some of the Condon mob, Eddie Condon on guitar, uh, Brad Gowans on valve trombone. You could even include Rod Kless on clarinet in that. He recorded with some of the Condon guys, not under Condon's name. He recorded quite extensively with Max Kaminsky and also did uh, some wonderful uh, Blue Note sessions, two Blue Note sessions with Art Hodes, Art Hodes and his uh, uh, Chicagoans, I think they were called. And that was uh, uh, a couple of dates that I think we'll be, we'll be mining for future podcasts. We also had Earl Murphy on bass and I think that was it. And that was the Art Hodes and his orchestra sides from March 17th of 1942 for DECA. We heard in Indiana, Georgia Cakewalk, Liberty and Drag, and Get Happy. Heard some wonderful uh, forthright trumpet playing by Sidney DeParis. He was a very good lead player as well as a soloist. Uh, not a lot of Brad Gowans, a little bit here and there, but he didn't put himself forth as a soloist. Some excellent Rod Kless. He uh, he was on, on the money on this date. And some very uh, characteristic Art Hodes piano stylings with some rolling bass and some boogie-woogie figurations and things like that. So we're going to pick up on the next uh, set with another one of those Art Hody Trio sides, Digga Digga Do. Now, some of the sides on this next uh, set, actually the next couple of sets, are uh, a not of the highest fidelity, shall we say. Um, a couple of these trio sides were ones that uh, were not terribly well recorded to begin with, and I uh, had to take them from uh, an internet source because I've never found them on a CD. Same is true of the next band date, which is a very interesting and very uh, good band date by Art Hody's Chicago Rhythm Kings, recorded in New York on August 17th of 1940. This is also for signature, and this includes uh, four Chicago musicians, Marty Marsala on trumpet. His uh, brother Joe Marsala is much better known, a clarinet player and composer and band leader, but Marty Marsala played trumpet for his brother's band and in some other ones as well. He was also a passable drummer and uh, recorded uh, with an Eddie Condon band filling in for an ailing uh, Dave Tuff on one Commodore date. Rod Kless is on clarinet, Art Hodes on piano, Jack Goss on guitar, and Earl Murphy on bass. No drums on this. And as I said, this is for signature. I have never found this on a CD. I believe it's on an LP someplace that I do not have. I took them off an internet source, so uh, not not terribly high fidelity, but you get the sense of the music and some nice little arranging touches in here as well. The songs will be The Song of the Wanderer, There'll Be Some Changes Made, uh, actually, I'm going out of order here. Uh, Song of the Wanderer is the first, and I was right that time. Changes Made. They actually did a nice little introduction and ending on There'll Be Some Changes Made that no other band does, but probably should. And then we have Sugar, and following that, the Randolph Street Rag, another blues performance. And all of those tunes, uh, maybe with the exception of Song of the Wanderer, were well-known Chicago tunes. Of course, back in the 1920s, uh, the 
Chicago Rhythm Kings from then, and the Mackenzie Conn and Chicago Boys recorded Chicago, uh, recorded There'll Be Some Changes Made, and Sugar, and uh, numerous versions of the blues as well. So those are our five tunes for this set. The Art Hodes Trio from May of 1940 doing Digga Digga Doo. And then from a few months later, August of 1940, also for Signature Records, the Chicago Rhythm Kings doing Song of the Wanderer, There'll Be Some Changes Made, Sugar, and the Randolph Street Rag. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that was the um, Chicago Rhythm Kings, led by Art Hodes, uh, and featuring a, a little raft of Chicago musicians who had transplanted to New York by August of 1940, done for the signature label. We heard Marty Marsala on trumpet playing a style 
Very sim similar to Muggsy Spanier, maybe not quite as forthright, but uh, that similar type of lead playing. Rod Kless on clarinet, doing some really nice melodic clarinet solos. Clarinets were not noted as melodic instruments uh, in terms of improvisation at this point, but uh, uh, Kless really managed to, to, to create an atmosphere of, of melodic uh, structure in his solos, much as Bix Beiderbeck had. He was a, uh, a devotee of Bix Beiderbeck. I think they were friends uh, back in the 1920s. Uh, you can't really hear too many echoes of Bix's playing in Rod Kless, but the approach is very similar. Then Art Hodes on piano, Jack Goss on guitar, got a couple of good solos there, and Earl Murphy on bass. And we heard uh, The Song of the Wanderer, There'll Be Some Changes Made, Sugar, and the Randolph Street Rag, actually. I said drag, but officially it is Randolph Street Rag. I think probably that was a misprint. And we started out with uh, one more tune from the Art Hodes Trio, with Art Hodes, Rod Kless, and Jimmy Butts from uh, May of 1940, Signature Records. We heard Digga Digga Doo. So as I mentioned, Rod Kless uh, was quite uh, heavily employed in the 1940s on 52nd Street and in Greenwich Village. He was playing with Max Kaminsky's group at the Pied Piper. He recorded two or three different times with Kaminsky, once for Commodore, once for World Transcriptions, and once for Black and White. He also recorded with Yank Lawson's uh, little jazz band, uh, doing sides also for Signature. Uh, he recorded under his own name for Black and White, featuring... Uh, an unusual little group with Pops Foster and James P. Johnson in the rhythm section, and Kless and Sterling Bowes in the horn section, just four pieces like that. And as I mentioned, he also recorded with Art Hodes for Blue Note. So very well recorded uh, clarinet player during that period. And unfortunately, as I said, he met an untimely end when he fell off a balcony uh, in December of 1944 on the way home from a gig. Art Hodes, on the other hand, lived a very long life. He lived into the 1980s, uh, late 1980s. He was uh, in his 80s when he uh, passed away. I think it was about 1989. And uh, he had recorded extensively, toured extensively, and uh, played with lots of different bands. He had a gift for putting uh, bands together and making them sound cohesive, even if they were just pickup bands. He uh, had that ability, which is unusual among musicians and uh, certainly among leaders, but he had it. Uh, he also had had an affinity for recording in trios. We've been hearing this trio with Rod Kless. He recorded in trio with uh, many other musicians in the 40s. He did it with uh, Mez Mesro. He did a trio with trumpet with Max Kaminsky. Later on, he uh, did quite a few recordings with clarinet players like Volley Defoe, who was brought out of retirement for the for that recording session, uh, Albert Nicholas, uh, Barney Bagard, and quite a few others. Uh, Darnell Howard He even did uh, a couple of trio things with George Lewis at one point. So he had a, a particular fondness for chamber jazz in that way. So we're going to hear the last two tunes from this trio with Rod Kless. We're going to hear the Tin Roof Blues and I Found a New Baby. And then we're going to hear three tunes that were taken uh, from either private recordings or air checks on live gigs. We're going to hear Lady Be Good, which uh, came from 1942. I believe this is just a, a, a quartet. Jacques Butler, also known as Jack Butler, he was an African-American trumpet player who'd been active in the 20s in New York, went over to Europe and recorded quite 
quite a bit with uh, some of the European jazz musicians in the 1930s. By 1940, he was back and recording in uh, New York, and he made uh, this date. This wasn't an official recording. This was a, a kind of a test recording that the drummer, Joe Grosso, did. It was just a quartet, Jack Butler, Rod Kless, Arhodes, and uh, Joe Grosso, and they wanted to use it as a demo for possibly getting more work or more recording sessions. Then we're going to hear two tunes from a slightly larger band, the Royal Garden Blues and At the Jazz Band Ball, and that's Art Hody's Columbia Quintet, so-called. This was done live in December of 1940. I'm not sure where exactly, but uh, it was at a club, and it featured Art Hody's band, which consisted of Duke Duval on trumpet, George Brunies, uh, the New Orleans trombone player, Rod Kless, Art Hody's, and Joe Grosso on drums in that case as well. So those are our tunes for this set. The Tin Roof Blues and I Found a New Baby, the Art Hodes Trio. And then uh, live and in person, Art Hodes Jazz Groups playing Lady Be Good, Royal Garden Blues, and at the Jazz Band Ball. <laughs> Thank you. 
So there we have some random Art Hodes and Rod Kles performances. The first two were those trio recordings from 1940. Tin Roof Blues and I Found a New Baby. Some very hot clarinet playing as well as piano playing uh, by Art Hodes and Rod Kles on clarinet, supported by Jimmy Butts on bass. And then we heard those three kind of unusual recordings, and I think I got my stories mixed up there a little bit. The first one, Lady Be Good, was by a quartet that did feature Jacques Butler, or Jack Butler on trumpet. Uh, it was one of three or four recordings that were made. They were very short, so I think they were done as demos with Rod Kles and Art Hodes and an unknown guitar player was the fourth member. The last two sides were uh, two of several sides that were issued under the name of uh, Art Hodes' uh, Columbia Quintet, although they really weren't issued until the LP era, I don't think. These were done by the drummer, Joe Grasso, who uh, put up some recording uh, apparatus on the bar, I guess, or uh, someplace near the band so he could uh, record how the band was sounding on a nightly basis. And it was a very good band, Duke Duval on trumpet, who I have to admit I don't know a thing about, uh, but he played a good broad lead trumpet on uh, those sides, good Dixieland trumpet. George Brunus, of course, was a master of tailgate trombone. Rod Kless, Art Hodes, and Joe Grosso on drums. And Grosso recorded with quite a few bands in the 40s in this style. Some of the Eddie Condon bands, also with Muggsy Spanier, Miff Mole, and Pee Wee Russell. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is some uh, probably little-known Dixieland or, or traditional jazz from uh, the early and mid-1940s. Um, sessions led by Art Hodes, but all featuring the clarinet of Rod Kless, a very fine player, not too well remembered today, uh, but he was on a lot of very influential recordings in his day. Some of those Blue Note records, also the Muggsy Spanier Great 16, and uh, lots of other odds and ends from that period. Very consistent player as well. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you're enjoying these podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to be our sponsor or one of our sponsors, please do so. Uh, we have monthly uh, sponsorships or one-time sponsorships. Our home is on anchor.fm where you can find uh, the sponsorship button. I think you might see it on some of the other platforms as well. Spotify, Apple, what have you. If you'd like to get in touch with us, find me on my social media presence. Wolverine Jazz Band is my band name, so WolverineJazzBand.net and the Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. So, thank you again, and I'll see you on the other side.